Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. Hey, it's Rebecca and welcome to my kitchen. Um, I'm in my kitchen today because I have a puppy. Um, He's fast asleep and it's so funny. So my older dog is 13. I had two, unfortunately one passed away about three weeks ago. And two weeks ago, we decided to get a puppy. My other dog, who's 13, doesn't mind him too much. And there's certain times of the day where they get really quite playful with each other. But um, my little puppy likes to, it's a Vizsla. So it's a Hungarian Vizsla and they like to lay really close. As long as they're laying close, they're really calm and happy. Um, but my older dog, Navas, um, that doesn't really take to it very much, very often. Sometimes he's okay. Um, so I'm currently watching them. So I've sat in the kitchen so the puppy can settle in its bed and play with its toys, but I'm around. Um, and my other dog would normally come into my office with me and lay down and go to sleep. Um, but he wants to be close to me as well. So I've laid a blanket down on the floor and then the little puppy's gone and curled up right next to him and he sort of keeps looking at him to say what are you doing I think they're going to be best of friends I'll keep you updated on my socials I'll pop a little post on my social media later today so you can see a picture um so you can go and find the links below that's on Facebook um and Insta- I might put it on probably put it on Instagram maybe LinkedIn I pick and choose what I put, put on LinkedIn it's not always the same so I was due to be interviewing somebody today and unfortunately they double booked themselves. Um, so I'm sort of sat here going, right, what should I talk about? So I thought I'd just do a little update on what's going on with me and talk about, about planning for the end of the year. We are, as I record this, we're coming into the end of July. And I don't know about you, but there's something about the end of June and July that just certainly sends me a little bit crazy for a period or maybe it's just because I've just got a puppy but there's always so much going on so for me there's the horses with their vaccinations I've got my birthday coming up and we've obviously got the summer holidays Um, the school always want you know their orders in for school uniform by a certain date which I still haven't done because I'm waiting to hear on something else um and then my car needs MOT in and it's just like sports day, festivals and there's just there's just always so much going on. And it's a good thing, right? This time of year is such a such a lovely time of year. There's always so much more going on this time of year, which is it, which is great. But then when you're about to go on holiday, and you, I haven't been on holiday for a year, so my kids' clothes don't fit them, especially my teenager. Um, you know, I haven't got sun cream at the ready. I've got to go and buy some because it's not exactly been that sunny here. So it's been a really expensive month for me between buying the kids' clothes. Um, or you know, getting a puppy, um, the you know, uh, order, or sorting out the or, uh, school uniform, the horses' vaccinations. It's been one thing after another, and I know that a lot of people can feel like that at times. It just feels like not only financially overwhelming, but also just in terms of the the 
the parent overload and if you're not a parent I know that for a lot of people and especially women you end up caring for others around you so it might be that you're looking after another family member um I've got some really like lovely friends that you know everyone then puts on them because they haven't got children um so yeah that overwhelm can apply to us in all lots of different ways so I decided to become super organized um, and I wrote a list a few weeks ago of all the different things that needed doing. And I just gave myself one thing to do a day. So I'm just about to go on holiday and tomorrow's my last sort of day in the country. Um, and I've decided that I'm taking the day off. So my aim today is to get all my work updated. So I sort of segment back, batch up my days. And that's another little tip that rather than trying to do it all in one go, it's a case of, okay, so today I'm just going to focus on work tasks. Those things that are, you know, piling up the washing whatever we'll just have to get done otherwise you just get into this situation of overload and overwhelm and I think that applies in business as well so um, when it comes to planning the rest of the year um, we're now way over halfway to Christmas we're now at the end of July August is not a write-off for me but um, I don't do as much work I work part-time and I know a lot of business buddies they end up taking most of August off so things happen a little bit slower in August we come back in September and then there's four months until the end of the year and there's always that feeling of like right new year feeling in September but again we can feel quite overwhelmed um, especially when it comes to our finances and then as we get to start to approach the end of the year the things I haven't got done the things I had meant to have done and I haven't done yet and then we think from a business perspective if you're a business owner, you're thinking, well, what revenue would I want to produce? And for some of us, it's also our tax bill, making sure that our tax bill is going to be pat due at the end of this year. So what catching up needs to be made? What, um, you know, what, what pot do we need to have aside um, ready to pay that tax bill? And some of us are super organized and some of us have got loads of, you know, overflowing abundance of money. And then others of us, like, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> and it's it's all, it's all wherever you are, you are where you are. It's, it's I've, I've been in all of those situations myself. Um, and one of the things I did um, a couple of weeks ago is I spoke at an event. And actually, it was all about planning. Um, and I've got a, a book on Amazon. It's a workbook. So I used this workbook as a sort of a base if you like to go through the different elements of planning and I was thinking actually I might do a workshop uh, maybe in October time or even November for 2024 planning so you can plan your whole head ahead year ahead um, but in terms of the, the last quarter for me I take December off so I don't see my last piece of the year I take August is a bit of a mismatch September October November they're pretty good going, but December, I usually take two or three weeks off over, at least two weeks off over December. I also have an October half term, which for me is a two weeks. So there's there's actually, when you look at it and you look at your year, how much time are you actually spending working? Which is why I don't always take, um, you know, the whole of August off because um, there's other points in the year that I'm going to be doing things as well. Um, so... So I'm just laughing because the puppy has sort of buried its head in my dog's back legs without sounding impolite. 
um and he keeps sort of moving his legs but it's just it's so cute um I'll take a picture and then I'll put it on my socials so you can see what I mean um always move his head mm, back okay I'll take that it's not quite it's on his legs rather than <laughs> up inside his back legs um so when I was going to doing this workshop the first thing we talked about was obviously mindset so whenever we talk about anything thereafter it always comes back to mindset and how we how we set up our goals how we um put structures in place to help us with our finances all have a sort of a backlink onto how we react towards them based on our mindset. So for me in the past, my background, which I've shared in the past and in my book, my other book, um, 10 Ways to Accelerate Your Wealth, a little bit about my history and my background. Um, and there's a really good, I heard something really recently and I actually shared it in my Facebook group. Um, and it says, hang on, I'll find it. But basically, everything links back to um, how we're thinking and feeling about things. So if I say to you the word abundant, that might make you feel or a certain way. If I say about budgeting, that might make you think or feel a certain way. Um, and it's money. All of it is, is energy. So what mindset, we, what thought process we have around it will definitely sort of work out how we're applying ourselves to it. So there's a trend going on that you're finding yourself in a certain rhythm like for some people they have loads of money and then it goes for other people um they just are constantly you know robbing peter to pay paul kind of thing there's going to be trends that you have and what's really important is just to recognize those don't beat yourself up about it and recognize it and think okay what can i be doing about this i'm reading a really good book at the moment actually i'm listening to one called manifest um by and I've just found that video I feel like I'm just chitter chattering today so um <laughs> I hope it's all making sense I'm just going to go into my audible um and what she talks about is the psychology around all of this um Roxy Roxy Nafusi manifest seven ways to live in your best life um and it's all about that vision and what it is you're looking for but at the same time being super super clear on what it is that you're wanting and one of the lessons I've recently learned through, through reading this book and a few other things is I have a tendency to look I'm very much into personal development and self-growth so I end up looking for the gaps and so that can, can be a little bit negative so when it then comes to being grateful I then tend to not be as grateful as I could be because I'm all I'm sort of thinks seeing is like what can I improve um but I need to be much more grounded in what I'm what I'm grateful for and what I do have so then when I start thinking like that I then start to struggle with okay well what's that next level look like because I think well actually no I'm quite content so what do I want my next goal to be what is the next objective and that for everyone is different. But I tend to find that we do this in baby steps. And we need to think sort of smaller term rather than longer term. So things that can make an immediate impact now. And we can visualize and feel. And it's thinking about what will make you feel amazing. Not, okay, well, I want to have an, another car like my neighbor. It's like, well, no, what kind of car do you want? How would that 
that what kind of car would you want to what does it make you feel like is there actually something else that would make you feel amazing so is it the best idea for me to go and get a puppy after my dog died is it the best idea to have the cost of the puppy and the extra responsibility no but animals light me up and they make me feel incredible and I absolutely adore every single one of them um and that to me is recognizing what what actually makes you happy and so we talk about being aligned to our values, but I think we have to be really in touch with really what makes us happy. And I know as a parent, that can be quite tricky. Or if you're um, depend like people are dependent on you because you then tend to not put yourself first and not think about yourself quite as much because you're spending all your money on everybody else. But if you can give yourself a bit of self-love and give yourself some space to consider what it is you actually do want, that is the most crucial part of planning because the rest of it, I'm not saying it's irrelevant because it's all very important, but you could be going down a path that actually is not as um, as important as you maybe thought. So this is a post from Gabby Brinstein. I really love Gabby's book, The Universe Has Your Back. She goes a little bit further on the woo-woo side. Um, and this, I think, was an interview. I don't know if it's what Gabby done um, with uh, Alicia Keys. So for we get what we believe and what we believe about ourselves shows up in our energy it's how we walk into a room it's how we communicate through body language i don't deserve to be here it's whether we sit up straight or hide out in the back of a meeting at times, my own energy has been saying, I'm cool with the bare minimum, don't give me more. Without knowing it, I stunted my growth because I was scared to be magnificent and doubtful that I was. I've embraced experiences I never dreamed I'd have, and I've risen to some enormous moments. But there's still more I can do, other ways for me to grow. And as I keep relearning, it's okay to own a desire for more. We don't get what we ask for. We get what we believe. I love that. Absolutely love that. And so we have to understand what it is, who we are and what we believe in ourselves, what we believe we deserve and recognizing that. And journaling is a great way to really get in touch with your thoughts around that. And then understanding then what makes us feel amazing and how we're showing up around that. So from a planning perspective, what I'd encourage people to do is to concentrate on that for about the for just even a week, um, really focusing on what lights us up and what you want to achieve in the next three months, six months, 12 months, five years, 10 years, 20 years. We can think that far ahead because actually sometimes it can be a legacy. What's important for some people is a legacy. And this comes back to our value is understanding what we're here for. And that affects our spending values and how we're spending our time, our money and our energy. Um, so then once you know what it is you want, the, the whole point is then breaking that down into a goal and understanding how can I start to make that to happen bit by bit. So to give an example, excuse my quick squeaky chair, um, to give an example, um, let's just say you want to be debt free by the end of the year or you want to have 
you want to give up work in three years time or you want to be able to stop work um, in the next two years and um, work more and more of us like a passion project and not maybe work in corporate so much um, or you want to pivot your business or you want to bring more income into the business so you can work less hours or you can spend more time doing public speaking and less time doing one-to-one work there, everyone's there can be lots of different things and ambitions and goals that people want but it comes back to how those things make us feel how we're showing up on it energetically and then being super specific in what that goal is and how it will make us feel so if it is to get a new car what car what does that car look like, smell like? How is it going to feel when you slip into the seat? What's the steering wheel going to feel like? So you need to really embody and feel it, really understand what it is it's going to look and feel like. So for me, I would really, really want to buy a horse box. I've been talking about this for years. Um, COVID then happened and I did a network change and a financial crisis then happened. And like there's, there's things that went in the way. But my goal is still to have this horse box. It will just give me so much freedom with the horses that I can go and do so much more with them, which will say a monthly, it won't necessarily save me money, but it will be economically in terms of my time and my energy, such a great way for them to be enable me to do more with them and with my daughter. So, um, but for that to happen, I need to be making sure I've got other ducks in a row. I wouldn't, I could just go out and get a loan, um, but I wouldn't just do that without making sure that A, I've got certain other things sorted and certain, you know, things in place, or B, that I've actually got the money to then just go and buy it off my own back without having to use any finance. Um, But I'm really clear on that goal, but I'm also really clear on what those steps are running up to it. So I had a client ring me, um, speak to me yesterday, and they were actually in quite a good spot, really. They've got investment pots all, all over the place. They, um, they're they working in a corporate role, earning a good income, and she only wants to work for another couple of years. And then she wants to maybe work in a partner's business, or she wants to sort of do more passion work or part-time work. And she's got an existing financial advisor, but... What they haven't done is the planning piece. So, yeah, we've got these investments, we've got BCTs, we've got pensions, we've got ISAs, and there's other things that she could even consider doing. But before we can get into the products and understand exactly what those sort of tools in the briefcase are, we need to understand what the vision is for the longer term. So what I'm doing with her is I'm going to take those assets that she's got and talk her through exactly what she wants to achieve and when she wants to achieve it by. So it might be that she wants to do that, uh, finish her job in a couple of years and then for another seven or eight years, work more part time and then fully retire. Well, would those investments achieve that goal? Would those investments that she has in place do that in 12, 13 years time? And that's primarily so we're looking at it from a bit of a flip side. We're not looking at the immediate now, the next three or four months. We're more looking further ahead to see what she has in place. Will that fit with her longer term goal for retiring? And therefore, if it does or doesn't, what needs to happen or what can be can be done in the meantime over the next couple of years? So how can she maximize her position? And that's how a lot of people come to me. They're generally doing okay, but they have a goal and they want to know what else they should be doing to achieve it. So I've got another family. They want to do a massive renovation on their house. They want the kids, three kids to go to university. They've got assets. They've got money. They're both working really hard. They know over the next eight years, they're going to have a big income increase. And they want to make sure they're doing the most with that income so that actually in 20 years time, they can look back and say, we've done all the right things. 
So that's what I do from a financial planning perspective. But if we scale that back for a second and we start looking at how we're spending, that that affects it. That's what it primarily comes down to, how we're spending, how we're showing up with our money, money that then affects those bigger piece decisions. Because then if you're spending, like me, on livery bills and um, a private, private school, you then can't always invest as much as you want for that sort of bigger future plan because you've got other priorities. So if you've got more revenue coming in, that often solves a lot of the problems. If you've got more revenue coming in, then it allows you to fulfill um, some of the goals that you're looking to achieve um, immediately and also feed in those longer term ones as well. So it always comes back down to prioritizing. How does it make me feel? What sh how am I showing up? And actually, what do I want short-term and long-term? And how can I put the, the building blocks in place to achieve those goals? And it's sort of different for everyone, but it's the same across the board. It always comes down to how I'm spending and what existing assets I've got and getting yourself into the most strongest position you possibly can. And that might not be you know, like a million pound in the bank straight away. It might be just having some emergency funds so you've got something to fall back on. It might be that your mortgage, is, mortgage interest rate is going to go up at the end of this year. And what other, other revenue could you bring in to leverage your position so that that's not as stressful for you? It might be, yes, your gas and electrics coming down um, and food and et cetera coming down. Um, but you know that your mortgage interest rates are going to go up or your kids starting school in September. It might be that your kids coming out of nursery and your, your childcare costs are reducing um, and that's saving you money. And you want to know like, what, what should I be doing next? So a spreadsheet is always a great place to start where you can start to put all of your outgoings. And I don't mean budgeting in like the NAF way of standardized budgeting. When I talk about budgeting, it's really looking at not your fixed expenditures, which are like your mortgage or your, your childcare costs, for example, things that you know that are a large amount that are going to go out. It's actually you're spending on the other things that is where all our money goes. Um, so it's the eating out, it's the takeaways, it's the bits and pieces that we buy from Amazon that at the time feel like from an impulse buyer perspective quite quite massive um sorry quite quite easy and they're small and they're little but I don't know about you it just goes so quickly the money can just come out of your account before you know it I might have like 500 pound in my account and within like two weeks I've got 100 quid left and I think to myself where's it all gone um and that 400 pound could could have had so much more sort of um value in terms of how how we're spending it and achieving those goals but again, it comes back to the point that often more revenue, we, don't, we want to plug the holes, but if we've got more revenue coming in, the more, especially if you're a business owner or it's getting that pay rise through work or it's getting that promotion or getting a qualification to then get, you know, taking your career another level um, so that you can then maximize that money and do, do, do better things with it. So what do you want to achieve by the end of 2023? Um, be really clear on what it is and write write it down. It can be one thing, and that's absolutely fine. And then, but if it's more than that, that's that's equally fine. But just be realistic and make sure you prioritize them. So top three, I would say no more than. And then break that goal down into micro actions. So what needs to happen to ha make those goals happen? So is it bringing in more revenue? How do you do that? Do you need to look at your charging structure? Are you charging what you should be? Most people don't. 
most people could probably increase their prices. Have you increased your prices this year based on inflation? Have you Are you paying yourself enough? Have you got enough revenue in the business, but you're just not paying yourself enough? Have a conversation with your accountant, your bookkeeper, work out what you could be doing now to have that impact. Don't leave these conversations to retrospective once the tax year is finished. Um, so bringing in more revenue, if that's how, what, what would that look like? How could you do that? Do you need to maybe add something to what you're already doing? Um, do you need to take some take some assets or money that you've got within the business or personal assets and reinvest that somehow to bring in another revenue? Um, I'm not, not suggesting going to, you know, on another mastermind or coaching session because we we spend far too much on that kind of thing. Um, but you could add something to your existing client base or you could start, you know, getting into property, for example. Is this a good time with the markets down? Although interest rates are much higher, you need to know what you're doing. Um so, or is it actually you've got really good revenue, but you don't know where your money's going each month? Have you analysed your business outgoings? Can you skim anything off? Can you get rid of anything? And there's a talk recently where I talked about increasing your turnover by 10%. So how can you just bring 10% more revenue? And how can you reduce 10% of your outgoings based on what you're spending? So look at your spending, everything that's going out of the business bank account. What are you spending that you could get rid of that could give you 10% more revenue? Add the two together, that's 20% more revenue. That's more income coming in. That's more cash flow. Um, and over and above that, once you're really clear on what your actions are, how you're going to either bring in more revenue or how you're going to save, then it's obviously being really clear on um, how does that feed into the goal. So let's just say you want to buy a horse box um, or you want to be debt free or you want to have emergency savings and have enough money for two holidays next year whatever it looks like um be really clear on what those holidays are what that horse box is how much debt that is how much interest rate which one should you clear first what how does that break down in terms of your um, transactions and have a really clear action plan on how you're going to achieve that so this is sort of like basic planning right this is not um overly complicated and I'm hoping to get in Abigail, um, who is a personal, um, personal, personal assistant. <laughs> She's a PA, but she works more for like personal basis. Super, super organized. She's going to come and talk, talk to us in a few weeks around how you can be planning better. And I mean, like organizing yourself, whereas I'm talking about it more from a, an ideas perspective. Um, so from September, if you come back to work or you throw yourself back into work or when you come back from your holiday, if you've got a really clear action plan on plan on, you know, 10 things that you need to do by the end of the year, just give yourself one or two tasks a week, put them in your calendar, put reminders on your phone, print it out, laminate it, put it on the fridge or whatever it might be. And another top tip is if you do need to reduce your spending, um, or you know that there's something coming up that you don't want to spend as much money on, like a whether it's a wedding you've got to go to or something like that, um, then tell people what you're doing. And just blame me. Just say, Rebecca says, I've got to have a detox. And September's a great time to do that. It can really rein in your finances and help you apply to achieve those greater things. So if next year you want to go on a big holiday, how much does that cost? What, where are you going to fly from? Where are you going to stay? And, and how are you going to pay for that? Are you going to take more money out of the business or are you going to use your personal savings? Um, 
Okay, I feel like I've chatted along um, for ages. I've completely not planned any of that. It was completely off the cuff. Um, so um, hopefully that was good, good enough for, for, for you guys. Um, I'd love to hear back from you. I'd love to have your feedback. So do let me know. Do email me, Rebecca at RebeccaRobertson.co.uk. Um, and if you'd like to leave a review, then equally, uh, I'd love that as well. Do let me know because we don't get notified. I have to go and manually check. Um, so what's your plan for the rest of this year and how are you going to achieve it? What's your goal and how's that going to break down for you? If you didn't need any financial planning advice and you want to get into that even more, if you may be interested in running, coming to one of my events, then um, equally just email me at Rebecca at RebeccaRobertson.co.uk and I can let you know what I've got planned or what I've got coming up. Sending lots of love for today and take care and have a lovely summer. I'm off on holiday in two days which I'm really looking forward to. Lots of love. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.